Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please on Tie podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Josh. And this week, we have football. Football is back. Don't tell UAB. We have football. Yeah, especially because UAB almost lost to that FCS school. So um, <laughs> maybe they wish they didn't have football anymore. I was cheering for you, Bears. Yeah, big Bears fan. But I was about know. to say, if they had won, I have to drive. I'm at, you know, full disclosure to the podcast, I'm not at my home. I was, but I, I was going to drive through Conway on the way back home uh, tomorrow. So I was like, man, if Central Arkansas pulls this off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop by and buy me a big old UCA shirt or something. <laughs> Sadly, they did not. But Got to be a fan of at least one team that can beat UAB, am I right? Oh, man. <laughs> For real. I, you know what? That's what, whoever beats UAB first this year, that's my second team I'm riding with the rest of the season. <laughs> that's fair. Well, they play Miami this week, so that may be, a, may be about you know, a, the I, U I, fan. I can be a U fan. I like the, uh, you know, the general Miami vibe from the 80s. But, 90s. I mean, if UAB wins that game, they do play Louisiana Lafayette. The week before tech. Ooh, we'll see. Okay, so, I'm not going to make that exception. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I, I don't like UAB, but I cannot stand no, we're, those, I, those goobers down in Lafayette. Oh, yeah. I think I think we all – I mean, I was the one that tweeted that – I think I tweeted, like, sigh, go Blazers, please don't die when that game was announced. But I think, I think yeah. any of us could have tweeted that. I mean, we hate UAB, but at least UAB fans are like – they get it sometimes, right? I mean, other than – other than our boy, uh, what's that guy? Ben yeah, the, yeah, Ben Cagle. But uh, <laughs> but ULL fans don't seem to get it at all. Um, so anyway, that's that's enough to talk about random nonsense here. Uh, what else has been going on? I mean, we had football this past weekend, right? So some stuff is happening. What what you got, Nathan? Yeah, let's get to our normal structured nonsense that is this show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, to go around the Conference USA for a bit, Rice uh, came out today when we were recording this Sunday night saying that they're delaying their football practice until late September, which, I mean, is a few weeks and football is starting. Rice doesn't play anybody for a while. Uh, all their out-of-conference out of games got canceled, so they don't start playing anybody until around the time they would resume football practice. If they have to move games around, then things get more complicated. Tech doesn't play them until no November 14th, so... Maybe it won't affect. Wait, what a that. mess! Yeah, but they open up at Marshall on uh, October the third. Ooh, uh, we'll see how that goes. Poor Especially if they only have like a week of practice before. Yeah, and speaking speaking of Marshall, I don't know if you guys caught any of uh, any of that. What fifty nine to nothing demolish uh, of Eastern Kentucky and our boy Jackson Bardall. Who <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> that? Yeah. Hey, I'm ride. I'm ride or die with that guy, man. He's gonna come find me and kill me. So you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ride or die with him too. <laughs> um, Throw a football but, through your head. Yeah, I I was really interested to see because Marshall's quarterback um, Isaiah. Uh, gosh, I don't remember his name now. But, Graham, but right? no, that's a tech player. No, that's that's our guy. <laughs> um, Green, I think. Yes, yes, he transferred out like a month and a half ago. Don't know where he ended up, but. So I was interested to see how Marshall would look at the quarterback position and their new guy whose name is Wells, Grant Wells, he was dropping some dimes like the whole first half. I think he started the game like nine for nine. Uh, dude looked really good. Now it was against Eastern Kentucky, the uh, the what are they, the Colonels? Um, yes, the Colonels. So 
maybe don't read too much into that, but the dude looked amazing. Wait, so the team in Kentucky is called the Colonels. Yep. Are they sponsored by KFC or is it just a coincidence? It's pronounced Cornell and it's the highest rank in the Ivy League. <laughs> Some people oh, are man. That joke. But yeah, while Marshall looked amazing on Saturday, uh, Middle Tennessee did not. I kind of wish we had Middle Tennessee on our schedule this year, not Marshall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just so I could have flashbacks to watching us blow a 27 to 7 lead. Stop. With, with me in the stands. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, MTSU looked like, I mean, could you say anything better than dog shit? Like, they looked awful. They looked truly terrible. And I know playing option football is hard, but, man, they – I know, like, it's it's one thing, you know, having to deal with practice, like, for the defense trying to contain an option offense. But, man, Middle Tennessee's offense themselves just looked atrocious. They couldn't get anything going. Yeah, Yeah. another team that uh, struggled with getting anything going. Southern Miss falling <laughs> to the Sun Belt team, South Alabama, thirty-two to twenty-one on Thursday night. Yeah, apparently, uh, Twitter's hot right now with rumors that Jay Hobson might resign here. So I, I don't know if those rumors are true, and I guess you guys, when you're listening, will know. But uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah, they they looked really bad, didn't they? I didn't catch any of this game, but I intently watched this game because I'd much rather see Southern Miss lose than UAB win. Yeah, uh, yeah, they. That's kind of how I felt. Yeah, just nothing was going right. They looked sloppy. Jack Abraham looked fine, as as hard as it is for me to say that. He didn't really make any mistakes, but he didn't really blow. Yeah, 314 yards, uh, 22 for 32. That's not bad. But, like, missed tackles, like, blitzing, and then every time somebody would be open as an outlet for the Jaguar quarterback to the point where it just – it was obvious South Alabama was going to win this game. 32-21 to 21 is a closer score than this game really was at the end. And it feels nice to be able to dunk on Southern Miss. Yeah. It sure does. Yeah, South Alabama's not great. Uh, Shout-out to my soon-to-be sister-in-laws who went there. But they're, they were, like, bottom middle of the pack in the Sun Belt last year. So not a great look for CUSA starting out there on Thursday night with a loss. And then, yeah, UAB won. We don't need to talk more about that. There. And then Tech wasn't there playing this past week to elevate to the conference to where we know Tech always brings Kusa to. Oh, yeah, especially in our opening games against big opponents. Yep, because that's what we're doing this time. Tech, again, opens this season on the road at a Big 12 school that went to a bowl game the previous year. And... um yeah, <clears throat> I'm not exactly hyped for this game. I'm hyped to watch it. I want to see how Tech is. Oh, I'm yeah. Not... Oh, yeah. Last year, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah we, can, we can beat Texas. We can beat, I don't think. Oh, my God. I was so naive. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, before we get into, like, talking about how we match up and everything, I, I just want to say, first and foremost, the game is on Fox, like, network television nationwide. So that's pretty freaking cool. So if that doesn't get you hyped up, like, I don't know what will, you know? You got... You got their main broadcast crew. You got Gus Johnson, great college football announcer. He's going to be calling a tech game. That's awesome. Um, their their pregame show, which is called The Big Noon, uh, which has Reggie Bush, uh, Matt Leinart, Urban Meyer, and Brady Quinn are, are going to be talking about our game leading into our game. So that's pretty cool, right? That's I mean, exciting, yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately all these big names are probably going to watch us get pooped on. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. Baylor is not ranked right now, so true. So 
So so Tech's got this, is what I'm saying. But also the top 25 has like maybe 10 or 12 teams that aren't even playing football. So they're probably like number 26 on that list. So they're actually like of teams playing college football this season. They're probably like 13th, <laughs> if we're being honest. Yeah, but to swing the pendulum in the other direction, I mean, their entire coaching staff is gone, right? Yeah. That rule left to go be the head coach for the Carolina Panthers. Boo. Mm-hmm. Boo. They got Teddy Bridgewater now. You can't really. Well, I do like Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's on dope. This call. Yeah, I think so. Everyone on this call is a fan of Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater's cool, but I still don't like the Panthers. Anyway. <laughs> Who do you hate yeah. more, the Panthers or the Vikings? Do we have time for this? Well, I mean, the Probably Vikings. Uh, the Vikings have. This, this doesn't need to be in the podcast, but. <laughs> You know, the two things, <laughs> the two playoff exits recently, and then also the first time the Saints ever won a playoff game, the Vikings beat them the next week with Randy Moss and everything. So, yeah, no, That's I'm going to go with the Vikings. Memory, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> my earliest memories walking downstairs, seeing the TV and the score, ah, and then getting really upset and leaving the room. <laughs> this warms my soul. It's too, bad. it's too bad my QB has donkey brain. Yeah. And where's your ring at? Ooh. Ooh. Anyway. Well. Nathan just murdered Josh like Brett Favre got murdered in the 2009 NFC Championship game. <laughs> Excuse me, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a Chiefs fan. Go Chiefs. <laughs> maybe. Pat Mahomes. <laughs> I think you mean Legereus Sneed. But anyway, um, yeah. So what what do we know about their new coach, Nathan? Yeah, so here's a name you've probably never heard before if you're a Louisiana sports fan. Dave Aranda. Huh? Dave Aranda. Dirty Dave? <laughs> I don't know if anyone calls him that. We do now. Dirty Dave, we, yeah, we do now. Coordinator, most recently with LSU, you know the national championship and and all that other stuff. Uh, but this is his first head coaching gig. He's been a defensive coordinator for over a decade. He got his first defensive coordinator stop at Hawaii and and kind of moved up through the ranks and then must have turned uh, out through, a lot of head coaches. Oh, wow, yeah, he through he Wisconsin was... through uh, Utah yeah. State. He was Utah State DC when they played Tech in 2012. Uh, Ooh, you know that aside, and you know aside from him coaching a team down south, I've always been a huge fan of him as a DC because he seems like he puts together some. Yeah, I mean Wisconsin's defenses when he was there I mean, were really good. You can't deny the man is you know a good DC. As much as I hate the teams he might have coached for, huh. he's from Redlands, California. That's where I was supposed to get married in a couple weeks. He was roommates with uh, head coach of Texas Tom Herman. Interesting. Yeah. You were oh. going to be in Redlands while we played Baylor originally, too. So Yeah, I was. Wow. Whoa. It's a small world. Okay, we don't want to get sued. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, Disney will sue us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like we don't use a Beatles song as the intro. But... <laughs> hey, man, no lyrics. They don't know what that is. We could have recorded that ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we reconstructed it digitally. Anyway, so, I mean, we're going to talk, I mentioned this at the end of the show, but Evan and I are writing again for Blue Tech Blue, and the post I'm writing this week for the Baylor stuff is about Aranda mostly. So if you want more detail on on his journey and, and what he does as a first-year defensive coordinator, look out for that on Tuesday, which I guess is when this comes out. But, uh, yeah, Aranda was defensive coordinator at LSU last year and the year before, and that's when Tech played LSU, and LSU was able to give up. <laughs> Tech was able to put up 417 yards against the Dave Aranda Tiger defense. So yeah, w- it's not want to say. I want to say that was like only the second time that that had happened, like 400 yards had happened against one of his LSU defenses. Um, and he, yep. he's been there since 2016. So I think I saw that uh, little tidbit. But uh, yeah, there, there was an article saying like, you know, 
quote, defensive genius, unquote, Dave Aranda needs to rethink after giving up 417 yards to Louisiana Tech. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if they're dissing us or dissing him, and I, I'm not sure, but uh, I thought that was that was pretty funny. I will take it as a compliment. Yeah. But, but I will not take as a compliment what these different polls predict how this game will go because Oof. they're not very fun to look at. ESPN gives Baylor an 85.3% chance to win. Massey gives Baylor an 89% chance to win. SP Plus thinks the Bears will win by 19 and gives them an 86% chance to win. And Vegas thinks Baylor will win by 18 and a half points. Yeah, I mean, oh, uh, I, th- I, think that opened, yeah, I think that line opened at 17 or 17 and a half. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to it. You know, we're recording on Sunday night, so that could that could balloon up or, or shoot down or you know, I would expect it to be maybe around 20. I think people are going to be betting on Baylor in this game. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's it's not like we can't win, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe we need to talk a little bit about Baylor as a team before we can uh, make our decisions here. So let, now let's jump over to the offense. Um, Evan, what do you have on what the Baylor Bears look like heading into this year? Well, they look like bears. <laughs> yeah, they're brown and furry. Uh no, um, I mean, I'll start out with what they looked like last season. They were solid at times, but not the Baylor that we were used to seeing maybe eight years ago with, like, Robert Griffin and them. God, has it been that long? Yeah, geez. Um, they, they ranked 52nd in total yards per game with 421 and a half. Uh, for reference, Tech ranked 35th in that same metric, so... Um, you know, Tech's offense wasn't even that high octane at times, right? So to be ranked 17 spots lower than Tech is kind of telling. But uh, they, like you mentioned earlier, their whole coaching staff is being replaced. So Larry Fedora is coming in as the new offensive coordinator after I think most recently being head coach of UNC. I'm not sure what he did after he was yeah. relieved of those duties. I don't think that ended too well for him. I think those yeah. UNC teams were solid, but never could quite get over the yeah. hump. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I think Larry Fedora runs a fairly straightforward offense, um, nothing too flashy. I know some guys on the Bleed Tech Blue forums were talking about he, he likes to run a lot of 11 personnel, which is, you know, a tailback. Oh, God, I used to know all this, yeah. Yeah, three wide receivers and a tight end, right? So he he's – Pretty straightforward offensive coordinator. Um, according to our guy Bill Connolly, they struggled to avoid negative plays last season, and that was one of their biggest problems. So they they you know do okay on first and second, and then lose five yards on third down, get sacked or something like that. And a lot of that is that their offensive line wasn't very good. Um, but we'll we'll talk a little bit more about them in a minute. Um, they also lost some of their key producing skill players on the offensive side of the ball, um, especially Denzel Mims, who accounted for about 30% of all of Baylor's production through the air. And they lost one of their two like lead running backs in Jamichael Hasty, which I love that name. That's Jamichael a, Hasty. That's a phenomenal name for a running back. A but great name. He was outpaced by this guy, John Lovett, who is back. John Lovett had about 650 yards and Hasty had about 630. So... They lost about half of their uh, two-headed rushing attack there. Um, Josh, I think you had some notes on their key returning player. Who, who's that going to be? 
Uh, yeah. So obviously the the guy that everyone needs to be looking out for for Baylor is uh, Charlie Brewer, um, third year starting quarterback. Uh, he's a senior, so I mean he's regardless he has four years of experience with this team. Uh, his last year he uh, threw for about. 3,200 yards, 21 touchdowns, only had seven interceptions, and 11 rushing touchdowns. Um, he got banged up a lot late in the season, and uh, he's had some trouble with concussions, which is not something you want from any player, really. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, clearly he's talented with his feet with 11 rushing touchdowns. But like the like you said, he, I mean, he missed stretches of that um, that conference championship game. They lost in overtime. Uh, I want to say he didn't even start against Georgia. Is that right in the Sugar Bowl? Um, oh so man, I, I, I can't even remember. I thought he started, but he had to leave the game. Yeah, I mean, he was getting banged up partially because, like I said, his offensive line just wasn't very good. Uh, so he wasn't getting a lot of help um, in pass protection, and then also they were running him a lot, so he he was getting hit, you know, hard by these, you know, stellar defenders in the Big Twelve. So. Yeah, he's he's definitely going to be the key to their game, I think. But it'll be interesting to see how much running they let him do, especially in the first game uh, of the season, which they're going to be expecting to blow us out, right? So they may they may game plan around him not running in in our against us. Yeah, I mean, he said they're they're going to play with a lot of tempo and play fast. You know, they're going to go go quick, play play up tempo, and you know that that kind of sounds like the Baylor of old, but. You know, with the new coaching staff and everything, you know, that remains to be seen. We'll see exactly how they call it. And, you know, like you said, it's, I mean, they expect to blow us out. So we might get a modified game plan of what they normally do anyway. Even if not, though, even if they, they think this will be a close game, you want to protect your quarterback. Like, that's the most important position on the field. And with all the history he has with concussions, it just doesn't make sense, even if they're opening up week one against Oklahoma, the team that beat them twice last year. Like it just, yeah. I don't think it makes sense at all to put uh, Charlie Brewer out there to get killed. Yeah. God. Yeah. That's yeah. Cause I don't, I mean, I obviously have no knowledge of their roster, but for sure. haven't heard any words about any backup QB they have. Yeah. I think the kid that came in to replace him when he did get hurt last year was decent. Uh, his, his name is Jerry Bohannon. Um, and Jerry, he, Barry Bohannon. <laughs> <laughs> He uh he played pretty well in that Big Twelve championship game, and uh, you know almost won it for him. And they would have been in the playoffs if they had won that game. So uh, Charlie Brewer being injured could have really changed things last season for sure. If if he had been able to stay on the field more, you know things could have been different for the Bears. Yeah, but I mean there are two sides to the ball, and the other side of the ball, the defense, is really where a lot of question marks around this Bear program. Uh, they lost nine defensive starters, which... Wait, Nathan, we're, we're supposed to be covering Baylor right now, not Tech. Yeah, I was about to say, it sounds kind of familiar because you know who <laughs> also lost nine of 11 defensive starters? Let's look in the mirror. Uh, it's Tech. <laughs> Wait, uh, is it me? Did I do that? Yeah, you personally <laughs> I see lost. a bear. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Josh is already defected, I think. <laughs> but yeah, so not even just... Uh, so Tech lost nine defensive starters, but like people waiting the wings or players who had experience or whatever... Baylor's returning defensive production is 32%. So 32% of the production is back. Um, For Louisiana Tech, that number is 31%. So maybe these are the same programs. (laughs) Also bad. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know if I want to be the same program as Baylor. Maybe. 
I don't know. That's a tough question. Yeah, I mean, this past decade's not been the greatest in Waco. Uh, James Lynch, who was there, one of their defensive linemen, he was Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, Baylor's all-time sack leader, etc. He just got drafted in the fourth round by the Vikings. So yes, sir. Boo. Only yes, sir. one linebacker comes back Made with the any kind of meaningful man. experience. Terrell Bernard is the only linebacker who means anything to this team. Uh, well, I guess the other guys probably wow, mean something more on a... That's yeah. really mean to those other guys. <laughs> I'm sure they're they're like good locker room guys at least, no, right? No, they're awful. They, they are awful. <laughs> sure they have friends. <laughs> they mean nothing. They're constantly going around beating people up. Yeah, it's it's just not a great... Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure they're great, but they haven't proven themselves. Um, and then also the best defensive back last year, Graylin Arnold. He forewent his senior season to enter the draft. Also kind of sounds like Tech, but unlike Tech with Amik, um, Arnold didn't get drafted. Ooh. So he left a year early, and then Oof. I think I just saw he got acted to the, added to the practice squad of the Eagles okay, after well, being waived. I mean, that's practice squad, yeah. That's better than just not being drafted and then, you know, working at like KFC or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't I mean, know. If we're going to keep comparing these two programs, uh, he's a future CFL star probably. Yeah. <laughs> if Tech and, Tech and Baylor are exactly Jeez. the same. Oof. Uh, but to kind of look on the on the positive, to brighter side of life this for a little bit for Baylor, three defensive linemen starters are gone, but two of the backups last year played in all 14 games and one of the other ones played in 11. That sounds familiar, right, with, with Tech. We have people who we replace, the people who are out the door, with guys who played. So that's that's nice if you're Baylor. Again, I, I guess I went a little too hard on the linebackers, but you can't really say that about the linebackers because there's only one guy who who's done anything. Uh, but defensive backs are the same story as the defensive linemen, where there's there are players who played before, stepped up, especially when a couple players got hurt last year, and they had a huge impact. And so 32% returning production sounds scary if you're Baylor. But, I mean, they, they're they a Big 12 school. They had the talent. And also, I mean, Dave Aranda's the head coach, right? So you got to figure the defense is going to be the stronger half of this team, yeah. even though they are replacing so much on that side of the ball. But And, and oh God, the, the new uh, defensive coordinator from ULL, I mean, he did a good job. Like, I can't he, – he, he got hired by Baylor for a reason. Yeah. So he – he did a good job with uh, with the Raging Cajuns down there, but um, thankfully he's gone from there. Un- unfortunately, he's on a team that's playing uh, Tech. So I think the defense will probably work itself out. The question is, will it work itself out by week one? Which I think is an interesting way to segue into how can Tech win this game. Um, and I want to start with Josh. What, what do you think, Josh? How can Tech pull off the win in Waco this weekend? In in my mind, the way Tech wins is that um, you know Skip, being an experienced head coach, you know can like he he just kind of out coaches Aranda because this is Aranda's first time as a head coach, and you can I mean there's going to be some sort of a learning curve no matter how many you know how many years he spent as a DC learning other other good coaches. I think it's it might come down to a way that Tech you know just out coaches Baylor and, you know, maybe Baylor doesn't get their offense together in time. You know, maybe their defense is fine, but they just can't get any points on the board. And tech manages to eke out like a 35 to 31 win or something, something like that. Hmm. So you think it'll be more on the, on Baylor's offense than on their defense? Yeah. Just... I, I think that, I think their defense is going to be solid. I, I can't see their defense being that bad. 
What about you, Nathan? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, what I put in the notes is how can Tech win Baylor forfeit? <laughs> but, I mean, I disagree with, with Josh. I think the defensive attrition is such a huge problem that, and the offense is mostly the same. You add in a new offensive coordinator in uh, Larry Fedora, who's also a really good offensive mind, and he'll have them run the spread o- the spread style offense. So, I mean, I think they'll score early, and it's the defense that will be dragging for the Bears just because there's not as much experience to go around there. Um, Tech wins this game by, I don't even know. Like, I, there, it's hard for me to find a way to think this is how this happens because we don't know enough about Tech. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't know who the starting quarterback's going to be. Like, there, there, there are so many questions. Weston Elliott. And so really, it would, ha- it would oh, have no. to be a cascade of errors. Weston Elliott would have to win the job somehow on pullout. The Ryan Higgins style. Oh, wait, no, he's actually really good now that we made jokes about it. So, I mean, the way this happens is everything goes wrong for Baylor. Everything goes right for Tech. And then we all go buy lottery tickets right after to keep that streak going. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, Got you. I, I mean, it's it's hard to disagree with that, Nathan. But, I, I mean, I think there's so many question marks for both teams. Also, you got to take into account that there was no spring football for either team here. No spring football. But Skip's been at Tech for seven years now. And Dave Aranda just got to Baylor in like February or January or something. So, I mean, losing spring football is going to hurt Baylor more than Tech, you would think. Obviously, Tech's trying to name a new starting quarterback, lost nine starters on defense, yada, yada, right? So, there's a lot of question marks for both teams here. But I think... I, I personally think, and I'll, I'll talk about this later, this game's going to be sloppy for both teams. Oh, And either oh, yeah. either team can win a sloppy game. And, and if you watched any college football from this past weekend, I mean, other than Marshall against Eastern Kentucky, and, and if I guess if you watched Army from the Army perspective against Middle Tennessee, right? Like, there was some sloppy-ass play going on out there. I think either team can win in a sloppy game. Like e- even the 18 and a half point underdog can win a game like that. If, if Charlie Brewer comes out and, you know, doesn't have the chemistry with his new receivers and his new running back. I mean, we could see the the kind of mistakes that end up letting a, a team like tech. That's, that's sort of a tier below where Baylor was at least last season win a game. So I think that that's how it's going to have to be. It'll be like, you know, six turnovers for Baylor versus three for Tech, right? And Tech turns the ball over three times in the first half and then really just takes advantage of Baylor's four interceptions in the second half or something like that, right? So I think that's the path to victory for Tech. Yep. Yeah, so let's uh, be downers for a second. Not like I haven't been already. <sighs> my my specialty. About how can Tech my specialty. They don't. Uh, Josh, how do you think Tech could lose this game? Like really, really uh, think about it. Like stretch your imagination <laughs> Squint yeah, I'm gonna have to, to see I'm gonna have to dive deep lose. for this half here. Am I am I seeing a Texas loss or an Arkansas loss? Oh mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean I mean we get you know, tech gets out talented, you know, that that's you know, we get out talented. Tech comes out to a slow start, you know, the offense is a mess because of the new QB. The defense gets exposed, especially in the secondary, you know. A whole a whole list of reasons. Oh yeah, and and, and I'll I'll piggyback off that. I mean, the way Tech loses this game is if Charlie Brewer starts out like Nick Fitzgerald did back in what was that twenty? Oh god, twenty eighteen when we played Mississippi State. Like I mean, a Heisman. Yeah, contender. like dudes freaking like twenty for twenty, four touchdowns in the first quarter and a half, and you're like, wow, are they going to sit him before halftime? Like that. That's I think the easiest way to see Tech losing is just 
Charlie Brewer comes out and just craps all over our four new starting uh, defensive backs. Um, obviously, I think I agree with the talent issue, and it could be a it could be a you know twenty eight to twenty seven kind of loss, but I don't know. I'll I'll make my prediction later, but it feels like it's a lot easier for this game to get out of hand, like the Texas game last year, than it is for it to be a South Carolina or an Arkansas or a you know, any of the other insert one point loss here. <laughs> yeah, my answer is how can tech lose? Yes. <laughs> All right. So um Nathan, since you had the shortest answer there, who do you ha- who do you have as a Baylor player that we should keep our eyes on in this game? Yeah, I'm apparently uh being paid by the word now, <laughs> so I'll give you a very long and elegant answer. But uh the guy who I think we should keep an eye on is Terrell Bernard, the linebacker. Okay. The one return. Oh, the, the guy who I called all of, yeah, all of the rest of the line. The only line better who like matters. Crap. The only one whose mom loves him. Is this, a, is this some like Highlander shit? Like last man standing? <laughs> yeah, he's the only linebacker left because he killed the rest of them. Um, but he's really good. Like he's a very, very good linebacker, even if he happens to be the only one. Uh, he stepped up last year after an injury to another guy who was on the team that's no longer there. One, one of the guys who would be worth something, I guess. Uh, he led the team in tackles, and he had the only defensive t- touchdown on a fumble return. Huh. So that's that's something. That's a guy. That's a name. Yeah, yeah. I could keep going if only to extend my word count. But Evan, who's your player to watch? Yeah. So I crapped on the uh, offensive line earlier, but I'm going to go ahead and pick one of those guys as my uh, player to watch here. There's an offensive guard named Xavier Newman Johnson, and uh, on an offensive line with four returning players. I'll, I'll to steal a line from Nathan here. He's the only one that's worth a damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's according to several different uh, news outlets that did previews of Baylor. So they kind of all said, yeah, they've got four guys coming back, but that might not be a good thing. But uh, Xavier Newman Johnson seems to be the one rock on that offensive line that's coming back. And another interesting tidbit here is that Baylor's website says that he's an athletic guard with unlimited potential. And I just... Unlimited. Yeah, I thought that was funny because it's like, do you say that about all your players or like just this one guy? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. They they also think the rest of the offensive line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like this guy's a guard with... Yeah, he's all right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he's all right. He's okay. Speaking of players who are just okay, Josh, who's your player to watch? Man, that's a oh, take. Man. You know, I got a real, real <laughs> obscure player for you. Real doozy. Um, I mean, it's Charlie Brewer. Yeah. I mean, senior QB. The, the Milwaukee three-year starter. Team? Yes. Yes. Baseball okay. team. You know, the only thing with Charlie Brewer is, you know, he had an incredible year last year, but his brain is a little bit, a little, little fragile. You got to watch out for that. He had a fragile brain, so we don't want him to get concussed. So that could be, uh, you know, you never know with these guys. You know, he could be the most innocuous of hits that, you know, throws him out of the game. And uh, he also did lose his leading receiver. You know, Mims went to the NFL and, what, like like you said, he accounted for a third of the production. Yeah. So, but, I mean, he has the, the stats to back him yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. It really does come down to him, honestly. Like, they don't seem to have the running back that's going to beat you. And they don't have a great offensive line. So, I mean, if they're putting up 45 points on Tech, it's going to be him, right? It's not going to be the running back scoring four times. Uh, let me go ahead and knock on one right. on that. <laughs> Please don't score four times, Mr. Starting <laughs> Running Back. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, that would be so Yeah, sad. but, I, I mean, I 
Scoring safeties, though. I, right? If we if this game turns out to be like a thirty-five to ten halftime score, it's going to be because Charlie Brewer has four touchdowns, maybe even add a rushing touchdown in there for him. So right, he's really the key to the game, and I don't know how you bottle him up. I mean, the, hopefully our secondary is ready to play. That's basically all you can ask for at this point. Yeah. So closing up here, doing the end of this preview bit. Evan, what are your like closing thoughts and make a score prediction because those are always fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of already covered this, but there's just so many question marks for both teams that it's really hard to know how this is going to go. And there's so many question marks just around college football right now anyway. Like players that we think are going to be starting may have to sit out because they have COVID or, or are in quarantine protocol and Apparently, the NCAA is making everyone sit out for 14 days if they're in contact tracing. So that's pretty significant. I mean, we're, we're still six days out from game day at this point. So anything could happen in practice this week. We don't know who Tech's starting quarterback will be. We don't know how the brand new secondary will play. And we certainly don't know what to expect from Baylor also because, you know, we're not on Baylor's rival site reading you know, Baylor's Ben Carlisle updates every day, right? So... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, my, my gut is telling me that Allen is going to get the start, but also that Luke Anthony is going to come in for a drive before the end of the first quarter. I think it's not going to be like an, oh, crap, Allen threw a pick on his first pass, so let's get Anthony in. I think Skip's just going to game plan it that way. Like, he'll, he'll name Allen the starter on Friday night, and then Anthony will trot out there for the second drive or something like that, you know? But like I said, it's going to be sloppy, and Tech needs to just make less mistakes if they want to have even a shot to win. But unfortunately, I think uh, Baylor will get it together faster than we will, and they'll win something like 38-17, to 17, I'm going with. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm right there with you with a lot of that. I'm starting to think that Skip probably may have written this one off as a loss, just like I kind of have in my head, uh, because there's a saying that it's used in Madden 21, and we can shit on Madden 21 for a but at some point in like the face of the franchise mode they keep bringing up the thing that, oh if you have two quarterbacks you don't have any quarterbacks like if you have two right. quarterbacks you have none because like you need rhythm you need groove you swapping back and forth does neither any service um but i don't think the goal of this game will be to win it i think it will be to get people experience to try to clean up sloppy play for when we play southern miss the next week and figure out which quarterback we're going to use moving oh, forward man. So I think this is a I can't wait game. to play Southern Miss, by the way. Sorry to cut you off there, but Oh yeah. Whew. I mean, same here. I mean, we'll see, let's let's look at, let's wait and see how we <laughs> yeah, do true. against uh Baylor first. But I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised to see Weston Elliott get some meaningful snaps in the first half. Yeah, just, just to because, see what happens. I mean Yeah. If you don't think yep. you're gonna win the game, might as well see well, maybe Weston Elliott's really good when he doesn't come in at the very end of the game. Maybe, maybe he's getting to a rhythm. He's not playing yeah. against the threes yeah. of the other team. He'll suddenly stop throwing interceptions. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Weston. We love you, man. But yeah, I really think the only unit that will have their, like, be on the ball and have everything together will be the Baylor offense, just because of the returners they have. And I I, I don't I don't want to say trust, but I think Larry Fedora will have that together enough to where they can score on a defense like Tex that is facing a bunch of new people in new positions without spraying football and, and everything else. Something the Bears go up like 21 to nothing or something midway through the second quarter, and it's never really close after that. Not that that's close, but I'm, my final prediction is Baylor 42, Tech 13. Oh, wow. Like a Texas game last year. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I saw someone say something similar about uh, Bill Clark at UAB. Gross. 
But, you know, he's not really concerned with winning the P5 games. You know, he's not really concerned with any of that. He's more trying to figure things out. And his ultimate angle is to win Conference USA. And, you know, Skip feels like a very similar coach in that regard where, like, yeah, he wants to, you know, play his best players and, you know, do his best coaching. But, you know, if he loses this game, it really doesn't impede his goal of winning the conference. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I mean, Baylor just has, you know, more depth just by benefit of, you know, Power Five money and Power Five program. So it, you know, I, I could see this going either way. It just really depends on who benefits more from not like the other team not having a spring practice. You know, like you said, Skip has been the coach at Tech for seven years now, and one spring practice isn't going to hurt him as much as you know maybe Dave Aranda really needed that spring practice. Yeah, I mean together. they are installing. So, it, new it's going to be interesting on for both sure. Offense and defense. So I mean, spring football is where you work out the kinks and that kind of thing. But I mean the talent gap and just, I don't know. It, it, it feels really hard. It's a weird That's year true. though. It's a weird year. So who knows? We only lose saying. by one 35, 34 book it. Josh, did you make a prediction? Oh, I'm, I'm predicting the one point loss on text behalf. Uh, 35, 34 <laughs> because I hate myself. Obviously I just yeah. hate myself. So we're all really optimistic going into this game. Even a one point loss feels optimistic, even if it will kind of really suck in the moment. <sighs> one day tech will prove <laughs> me wrong. Those hurt worse, I feel like. I mean, I, I don't know. The 40, what was it, 45 14 last year against Texas? That I mean, hurt we me. We were just never in that game, bit. though. I don't but know. that hurt let me more tell you, like, in, in Williams Bryce Stadium in South Carolina, when we were winning that game, what, 6 0 at halftime, and then 13 0 in the fourth quarter, and then just the feeling of walking out of that stadium, I mean, just so, like, as dejected as I have ever been in my life, right? I, Man, it just sucks. It sucks way worse than losing, you know, knowing you've lost by the middle middle of the second quarter and then just watching, anyway, watching the train wreck happen, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. On that highly positive note, again, I think that wraps it up for the Baylor preview. Time to do the Tweet of the Week. This week's Tweet of the Week goes to at Colin Sherwin, who tweeted in reply to Jared UTSA saying that random Twitter accounts are posting that Jay Hobson has resigned at USM. Haven't seen a reputable news source speak on it yet. And again, we're recording this Sunday, so maybe this isn't news anymore. But what Colin said in reply was, this is a story someone should tackle. But if that someone is from Hattiesburg, after Thursday night, it's unlikely that they'll be able to tackle anything. (laughs) And he has a point. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Um, man. Yeah. Southern Miss couldn't tackle shit on Thursday night. I mean, literally, South Alabama is shit, and they could not tackle them. Yep. What more can you say? But yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Plays and Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G O T E C H P L S D N T D I E. Or head to our blog where we'll have a lot of content coming out pretty soon, including a yeah. season preview post yesterday from yeah. when this gets recorded, a Baylor preview later. That's at gtpdd.dog, by the way. Uh, we also launched a youtube channel where it won't be updated as much as the blog not that the blog's updated very much itself but our first video went out on friday about tech's win over alabama in 1999 it's a good, good long good 13 time. minutes so uh plan your check it out your yeah, what they say we started a youtube really cool. channel nathan that was you we man. <laughs> yeah nathan did. nathan didn't even <laughs> tell us about i don't even know thing. how to open youtube <laughs> He told us he had a video coming in the pipeline, but not what it was about or like, yeah. So anyway, Nathan over here raising the bar. And uh, there'll be another video. Yeah, there'll be another video out Thursday, but nowhere near as 
time consuming to make and it'll oh. be a weekly thing look we'll at, see how long look that at that be. look at nathan uh, but yeah so check that out on thursday i'm teasing what that is and you'll see what it is on thursday um also i said earlier evan you're writing for blue tech blue again right yeah yeah so evan and i will be um, writing i have the three keys posts out every friday uh you know just three things to look out for for how tech can win the game and i do stat so, attack on tuesdays yeah I think, sometimes i fill in for both of them yeah yep sometimes i make josh do my work for me because i don't want to and then evan, evan are you doing the uh contest again oh shit uh, yeah. That's a solid maybe. <laughs> the, fir- the first GTPDD contest will be out on Wednesday, assuming that my stupid ass remembers to make it. <laughs> so, Evan, you gotta send me some more stickers. Yeah, I'll send you some, but uh, Nathan, don't we have a way for other people to get some of those? This is really bad. Yeah, this is not being, uh, we're not guns to our head being told to say <laughs> these lines. Um, yeah. I wish we were, that would make more sense. We kind of soft launched a store on the website that you can buy the stickers that we had before, but they're like a dollar for one. And then there's there group discounts for if you buy more of them. And then also we have a couple GTPDD hats on the store too. Go take, please don't hat. <laughs> the D stands for hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both D's stand for hat. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> we are struggling here at the end. Uh, but if you want to check that out, that's at, gtpdd.dog slash shop, I believe. But yeah, so check all that out. We I, There's a wall of information in the last couple seconds when this is edited down from the five minutes it said to say everything. But until next time, I'm Nathan. Shit. Wait <laughs> on you, buddy. I was reading Twitter, my bad. I'm Evan. And I'm a missed tackle. Go Tech. Please don't die. Please, please don't be like the end of this podcast. segwayed for nothing say say the segue again hey evan are you gonna send me those stickers yeah, yeah man guess what <laughs> well he asked me damn it this is awful hey. all right all right round three say it again hey nathan are you gonna send me those stickers <laughs> <laughs> well nathan doesn't have the stickers i have the f-ing stickers man shit <laughs> hey josh didn't right. you want me to send you some more stickers yeah hey evan when are you gonna send me those stickers yeah, I'll send you some, but uh, Nathan, don't we have a way for other people to get some of those? This is really bad.